All right, here we go. Daf Vav in Yuma. We're up to the two dots about 10 lines down. Quick overview on what today's daf is going to be about. All right, so we learned in our Mishnah, in the beginning of the Mesechta, that the Kayin was separated for seven days prior to Yom Kippur, the Kayin Gadol, right? We had a Machlokas in the Gemara between Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish as to what the source of the seven days is. Rabbi Yochanan told us the source was from the Shivas Yemei and the seven days of preparation of the Mishkan. His b- beloved brother-in-law, Reish Lakish, says, no, it's from Harsinai. So far, so good. All right? Now, the Gemara on, t- on Amad Aleph is going to describe, um, is going to ask a question right in the beginning, and ultimately the question is going to be, why did the Kohen Gadol have to separate from his wife for seven days? Let her join him in the Beis HaMikdash. Why do you got to break up the family at the border, you know? Keep them all together. So the whole Ahmed Aleph is going to describe that there's a concern that it could be his wife will be Anida. He will have relations with her. And a person who has relations with the Nida is tummy for the same amount of time as the Nida. So he would end up being tummy for seven days. Therefore, we've got to separate him from her. Now, what needs to be clarified is if she's a Nida, why would he have relations with her? He's a Kayan Gadol, right? So in order to understand this, and it's worthwhile introducing this daf, it'll allow the rest to go faster, we have to move back a year and a half into Mesechta Nida. In Mesechta Nida, we had a machlokas concerning the following situation. Ready? And Ahmed Aleph, by the way, Ahmed Aleph on Vav is going to be is going to be all about the laws of Nida. Okay. Now here's the halacha. We know that a couple that has relations while the wife is in Nida, the husband has the tuma of Bayolas Nida, one who has relations with Nida. Okay. Now. The Rabbanon, the rabbis, made a fascinating decree. And here, here's their decree. Ready? They said that any woman who finds dam, who finds blood, has to assume that there was blood inside the vaginal canal for the previous 24 hours. Hence, listen to this. Let's see if we remember this. Hence, as soon as a woman finds dam, any kudshim that she touched in the previous 24 hours is assumed to be Tomei. Remember that? Right? It's assumed to be Tomei retroactively. Now, we had a discussion as to whether that same, that same uh, rabbinic decree holds true when it comes to relations with a, with, uh, with a couple. A couple has relations. Ten hours after relations, a woman finds she's Anida. Did they have to assume that there was a chance she was Anida at the time of, of their intercourse? Or not? So there's a fascinating machlokas, and we're going to touch on that. Machlokas in Rabbi Akiva and the Rabbanon on Amad Aleph. Because that discussion plays a very strong role in, as to when the Kohen Gadol should separate from his wife prior to Yom Kippur, right? You understand? You have the, the lumdus of this. If, he has to, if there's a concern that that um, the, unknowingly they may have had uh, uh, relations together, and after the Kayan leaves to separate himself, 
she finds Dam, and now the Kohen retroactively has been Tommy for the previous 15 hours, it may come out that he needs longer than seven days of separation. This is the entire Sugi of Amr Aleph. All right? Beseder. That's a little bit of a preview into that. And Amr Bez is going to discuss why aren't we concerned, primarily what it's going to discuss is why aren't we concerned about Tame Mace? We said he needs to separate from the, on Amr Aleph, we're going to say he's got to separate for seven days because maybe his wife was a Nido at the time they were together. Why aren't we concerned about Tame Mace and don't let anybody go into his room, even in the Beis HaMikdash, for the entire seven days? Maybe they'll drop dead right in front of him. Right? We don't find that the guy goes, that, that the Kaingado goes into quarantine and into isolation. He just leaves his family. But the other Kahanim are allowed to be around him. Why aren't we concerned? Somebody might kick the bucket. That'll be a discussion on the base. All right? So let's get going over here. We are up to the two dots on Vava Madalif. Let's read this inside. Mafrishin Kaingado. All right? They separate the Kaingado for seven days. We all have the place? A's and A's. Yeah. Nod your head, no? Yeah, okay, good. Here we go. Lama Mafrishin, why did they separate him? Ask the Gemara, why did they separate him? <laughs> Have you been listening to Dafyami for the past, uh, past, past few blocks? Come on. Lama Mafrishin, Kedamrina, we said, either Rabbi Yechon Kedisley, Rabbi Yechon says you separate him because of the because of the inauguration of the Mishkan, and Rabbi Shlaki says you separate him because of Arsina, right? So what's your question? The Gemara says, the Hachikam, Armi, Beisei Lama Pirish. Why does he need to separate from his wife? Let his wife move into the base Hamikdash with him. So answers the Gemara as follows. Tanya with him to the Vraisa. says, Maybe his wife will come out to be a Suffolk Nida of Yabula and he'll have, he'll have uh, relations with her. Says the Gemara, You don't let her have relations with a Suffolk Nida. Atu Brashi Askinu and deal with the Kain Gadol who's a wicked guy. And that's why we're always separating him, yeah, from his wife. Because we're assuming they're all Rishayim. Come on, that's not what's going on. Ella says the Gemara, how we explained in our introduction, Shema Yava Yalishtai, maybe he'll have relations in a kosher way with his wife. And after the relations, she may find Dam. And now we're not sure if at the time, a few hours earlier, whether she actually was a Nida or not. Amrur Abana Kameda of Chistan said over this logic in front of Rav Chista. And they said, Come on, who's this following? Akiva does follow the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. Who in Mesechta Nida taught us, Nida Matames Baila, that a woman who finds Dam retroactively is even Matame her husband, because uh, um, if you're going to follow the pin of the Rabbanon that she's not Matame her husband, and there's no reason to separate him from his wife. According to Rabbanon, let his wife move in with him. There's no concern about retroactively uh, making him Tame. Okay? Now, what the Gemara is saying in this step is as follows. In our introduction, we mentioned that the Gemara in Nida has a machlokas. When a woman finds Dam, retroactively for the past 24 hours, the Rabbana made it make a decree, any kudshim she touches is tummy. What about any relations she had with her husband? Do we assume it was forbidden relations? Rebekah Kiva says yes. The Rabbanan say no. This whole thing with 24 hours retroactively is, is, does not apply to a husband. All right? So if in our Gemara we're concerned about the retroactive tuma attaching to the husband, that's only following the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. It's not following the Rabbana. That's the assumption right now. And this was the statement said in front of Rav Chisda. 
To which of Chista responds, not necessarily. It's not necessarily only the opinion of Rabbi Akiva. It could even be the Rabbanan. Why? You can even say that it follows the opinion of the Rabbanan. The only time there's a machlekes as to whether when a woman finds dam retroactively you go 24 hours or not, that's when she finds the dam much later. The Rabbanan say, listen, if a woman finds blood, you're going to tell me that if she had relations for, with her husband the past 24 hours, then you're going to assume that she was Anita? Husbands are going to stay away from their wives. Because, oh, what's going to happen in 20 hours? You can't do that, says the Rabban. But they would agree that if immediately after having intercourse, immediately after relations, you find Dom, okay, then we'll agree. You got to assume maybe the blood was there originally. Maybe the Rabban will agree with Rabbi Kiva that immediately afterwards, um, uh, you'd have to. Be, we're going to say that the Tuma does work retroactively, and the husband, in our case, the Kohen Gadol, is going to be Tuma for seven days. Okay, very good. So now, let's pause for a moment. What have we covered so far? The Gemara started out with a question. The question was, why does the Kangado need to separate from his wife for seven days? Let her move into the Beis HaMikdash. And we just gave an answer. The wife cannot move into the Beis HaMikdash because what if after they have relations, she finds Dam immediately afterwards? So we got to keep them separated. This way the Kangado won't get messed up from his job on Yom Kippur. Period. Okay, any questions? All right, let's go weiter. Says the Gemara, Amar of Zera. Rav Zera says, First of all, from the fact that we only separate him for seven days, we're going to have to use a little bit of math over here. You learn from here that a Bayal Nida, a person who has relations with a Nida, does not have the exact Tumah of a Nida. And it also comes out that a Bayal Asanida can go to the Mikvah during the day. Now, Anida goes to the mikvah at night. But we're going to assume if the Kayan only separates for seven days, that he can go to the mikvah during the day. Why? Says the Gemara. If you're going to say that one who has relations with Anida has the exact tumma of Anida, he's only going to go to the mikvah after his complete seven days. How could he do the Avaida in the Beis HaMikdash? Shemesh. He has to wait for the following nightfall. Usually, how does it work? You always need to wait for the nightfall after mikvah to be completely tahar. If the Kohen would only go to the mikvah at night of Yom Kippur, he separates for seven days, goes to the mikvah the night of Yom Kippur, really, he's considered a full Yom until the following night, and he shouldn't be able to do the Avaid on the Beis HaMikdash. But by Arab Shem, you got to wait till, till uh, the nighttime. Allah Shem, you know, you leave, learn from here. Bayal Nida Inakanida. Although Anida goes to the mikvah at night, Bayal Nida does not need to go to the mikvah at night. That is the assumption right now, okay? That although the Bo, again, that the Bayal Nida has the Tumma of Anida, but it's not exact, they can go to the mikvah at different times. Rav Simi Minarda Omar, Rav Simi Minarda says, no, you have no proof. You know why? You can even say that one who has relations with Anida has the exact same status 
has the exact same laws, the exact same tumah as the Nida herself. And you know what happened? He says like this. Rav Simi Minardah is adding something in. And he says, I'll tell you. Maybe, instead of separating the Kayan for seven days, they added an hour prior to the seven days. This way, he would go in an hour before seven days. And... The latest chance he ever had of going to the mikvah would be an hour prior to Shkia on Yom Kippur. And if once he could go, to, well, if once he's going to the mikvah, an hour, once he's allowed to go to the mikvah the day prior to Yom Kippur, so now Yom Kippur night, he's already going to be Tahar. Since he's Tahar at Yom Kippur night, he could do the Avaida the entire following day of Yom Kippur. Period. Okay? But right now, what, we're, what we seem to be sticking with is an interesting halacha, which is, okay, which is that when somebody is boa lanida, we thought that he went to the mikvah by day, and we said, no, he goes to the mikvah, either go to the mikvah by day, or you go to the mikvah at night like anida. Now, the Gemara is going to challenge this and say it's not possible to say that a boa nida one who has relations with Anida goes to the mikvah at night like Anida. It's not possible. You know why? Says the Gemara, a challenging question, Mesve. Anybody who's obligated to go to the mikvah, you got to do it by day. However, a woman who's Anida or a woman who gives birth, then then you go to the mikvah night. Everybody goes to the mikvah by day. Anida herself. And a woman who gives birth herself goes to the mikvah by night. What's the diuk? What do we infer? Nida in... Anida goes to the mikvah at night. By Nida lie. But one who has a relationship with Nida does not go to the mikvah at night. So you see clearly that the Kayin Gadol should not be going to the mikvah at night prior to Yom Kippur. Or, or on Yom Kippur's life. You're not allowed to go to the mikvah at night. Says the Gemara, no wrong. Don't infer it means the Nida yeah and the Boal Nida no. Nida b'chod asmir It means Tomei Nida and anybody else who became Tomei through Anida. person who has relations with Anida became Tomei from Anida. So he also... May be allowed to go to the mikvah at night. Okay, says the Gemara again to try to question, uh, to try to question this premise. Okay, which uh, ultimately we're going to do two more times, and we're going to prove that it's actually ultimately we're going to prove that a Hanida does not go to the mikvah at night. We're going to prove that in the end. Okay, but right now we're trying to bring various proofs. Uh, we're up to number two. Second attempted proof, Mesve. Balkari Kamagashar, it's a person who has a Balkari, is Tomei, like somebody who touches a dead Sheretz, a dead rodent, one of the eight Shrutzim that are Tomei when they die. Bayolnida Katami Mace, and a Bayolnida has the Tumma of a, is like somebody who has a Tomei Mace. My love to Latvila doesn't it tell me that you have to go to the mikvah by day? The same way a Tomei Mace goes to the mikvah by day. So too, a Bayolnida should only go to the mikvah by day. So it's low, not necessarily. The Tumasan, it's referring to the Tumah, meaning they're both Tumah for seven days, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they both need to go to the mikvah during the daytime. It's still possible that a Tumah Mace goes to the mikvah by day, and a Baal neither goes to the mikvah at night. Okay. Says the Gemara, I don't understand. If it's telling me that they're both Tumah for seven days, I know they're both Tumah. The Psukim told me that in the Torah. Why would a Mishnah need to write that? Tumasan behedi behu. The fact that they're both Tumah for seven days is explicit. Each one, the Torah says, 
You tell me for seven days. Answers the Gemara, Elalav Latvilasan. I'm sorry, we didn't get the answer yet. Says the Gemara, so it must be, Elalav must be Latumasan. It must be comparing it for when they go to the mikvah. See, and if it's comparing it when you go to the mikvah, so we're back to our question. The same way Tame Mace goes to the mikvah by day, Abayala Sanida, she need to go to the mikvah by day. Answers the Gemara, Latumasan. We're comparing and we're learning out the seven-day Tumah. I we asked the question, why would the Mishnah teach me that? It's an explicit verse. Seifot Shrichale, the Chiddush is from the end of the Mishnah. Granted, it's not that the seven days, that you have seven days of Tumah, but there's a Seifot of the Mishnah, which is the Chiddush, which says, There's a Chumrah of somebody who has relations with a Nida over a Tumah Mes. That uh, person who's Vayal Sanida is going to give off tumah by laying or sitting on a couch, make it tummy and it touches food. Anything that's connected there is going to become tummy. However, and it's going to make food and drink tummy. As opposed to tummy mace, we know in order for something to, uh, for food or drink to become tummy mace, it has to mamish touch the mace. It's not enough that the, that the mace is sitting on the couch that's touching the food. By anida, that is true. Okay, so the ultimate chiddush of of um, the, the reason why we're comparing Tomei Mace to Bayel Asanida, they, they're both Tomei for seven days. But the ultimate Chiddush is that there's still a stringency of Bayel Nida over Tomei Mace as far as Metame uh, Mishkav U Maishav. Period. Okay. Bottom line, again, it's still possible that this Kayan Gadol or anybody who's Bayel Asanida goes to the mikveh at night. We're going to try the third and last attempt, and this one's going to be successful, trying to prove that Bayal that, Asanida uh, does uh, must go to the mikveh at night. Okay, we tried saying that. We're going to disprove that. We're going to say you don't need to go to the mikveh at night. Here we go. Meisve, that's a challenging question. taught us. Explicit. What does it say explicitly in the Brisa? Abayalasanida goes to the mikvah by day. Nida viyaladas you ask All you need to do is go to the mikvah by night. So you see that Abayalasanida goes to the mikvah by day. He says the Gemara, Tiyofta, you're right. Now, period. We're done. Now, quick point. Ready? According to this, that the Kohen can go to the mikvah during the daytime. He does not need to separate for an hour, that extra hour prior to his seven days. He doesn't need to separate anymore. You know why? Separate him for seven days. And on day number seven, he'll go to the mikvah because you're allowed to go to the mikvah on day seven. And that night of Yom Kippur, he's tahar. And he can do the Avayda on Yom Kippur day. Beautiful. Period. Okay. Gavaldik, that ends that entire discussion. Okay. Quick recap. Quick recap. What did we learn today? Okay, without going through the exact shock of Atariah, but what's the overall point? The Gemara started out with a main Shiloh. What was the Shiloh? Why did the Kayin Gadol have to separate from his wife? The answer is because there's a concern that by mistake, he may be Bael, his wife who's a Nidash, only figured out later on in the game, right? A few hours later. And hence he'll become Tomei too close to Yom Kippur within the seven days. And he's not going to be able to do the Avaida, chas v'sholem. Therefore, we separate them. And even if it comes out that he was bail his wife 
before he's before uh, he went to the Beis Hamikdash, and they only found out later on he'll still be allowed to go to the mikvah on Yom Kippur and Shalom al Yisrael. He'll be allowed to do the avodah. Period. Okay. Says the Gemara. Well, we seem to be concerned about Bayola Sanida by mistake. Okay. Once we're separating him from his wife to make sure he can't become Tame, let's separate him from any possibility of Tame Mes. And if you look at the Rashi, right smack dab in the middle of the Yamud, Rashi explains very simply. What's the concern about Tomei Mace? If you see Dibra Maskil, the, the bold words, says Rashi, Vishar Kol Adam, everybody else, meaning any human being, who's going in and out of his room by him, let's separate him because of a concern of Tomei Mace, and don't let anybody into his room in the base of Mikdash. Maybe they'll kick the bucket. Maybe they'll drop dead right in front of him. Maybe we should put him into quarantine. Even in the Beis HaMikdash. Be concerned about Boyle, his wife. Be concerned about others. About, be concerned about somebody else dying. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers, The father of Ravuna. It's nice. It's cute. Uh, you know, different people have different yichas. People's yichas changes, you know, as you move along in life. So first you're like, oh, you're, you're somebody's grandson or somebody's son. Then you become somebody's sibling. Then you're sometimes you're somebody's uncle, somebody's father, somebody's grandfather. As you move through life, you know, our yichas and how we connect with people change. See, Avrev Tachlifa, he's a big Tamar Chacham. At some point, he, his yichas became Avuad de Ravuna. Yeah, psh, Ravuna's tata. Ah. Ravuna's father, that's, uh, that's what he, Mishmei the Rav, according to Rav, he says, Zotomeret, what does Rav Tachlifa say? This is what it means. This means to say, Tumas hameis hotra'i from the fact that we're not concerned of somebody going into his room and dropping dead, means, says Rav Tachlifa, that if the Kohen Gadol would become Tamemes, it would be no problem. He can still do the Avaida and the Beis HaMikdash while he's Tamei Mace. You know why? Because when you're Tamei, you're allowed to do communal Avaidas. You're allowed to do services in the Beis HaMikdash on behalf of the community while you are Tamei. And if somebody drops dead, so what? We feel bad for the guy who dropped dead. We feel bad for the Mishbucha. The Kain Gadlok could go on with his work. That is Rav Tachlifa. Now, let's talk for a minute. How do we know that's true? Us sitting here learning Daf Yaimi. We know this from Psachim. Right? We learned that if the Kehanim and the Beis HaMikdash are Tameh, or if majority of Kal Yisrael is Tameh, we're still allowed to bring Karbanais Betuma. Okay? So we, we, we're already aware that there's such a concept. What's fascinating from Rav Tachlifa, however, is how lichatchila he's making it. Like, okay, fine, somebody might drop dead, fine. Or become Tommy Mace. It doesn't stir us. It's okay. Ravina Amar. Ravina says another reason why we're not concerned about somebody dropping dead. Ravina's going to say, 
something that we'll say is basic logic. I, why are you concerned about his wife? Why aren't you concerned about somebody dropping dead? It says Ravina, come on. That it's bidyeved, that the kayan who's tomei really, yeah, he could do it for a communal offering, but it's not ideal. But but you know what? It's not common for people to walk into your room and drop dead. But it's very common for women to have their cycle. A woman's cycle is part of her nature. It's not part of, granted, it's part of a person's life cycle. They say the number one cause of death is life. Right? Everybody who's alive at some point, <laughs> right, goes. But it's not part, it's not a common thing. A woman's cycle, okay, she can get any time. It's more common. Says Ravina, right, you're asking me, why aren't you concerned? Somebody's got, if you're concerned about the wife, because they're about somebody dropping dead. Says Ravina, no, come on. Come on, a person's wife is on her, that, that's part of, that's, that, that's a normal thing. It's a regular thing. Somebody who's healthy just walking in and, and, uh, and dropping, that's not, that's, not, that's not common. And therefore, we, we're not concerned, period. Okay. Now, let's quickly introduce the next two steps. Very interesting discussion. Very simple. Very simple idea, okay? We just learned... And this is a fact. A Kohen that's Tameh is permitted to do an Avaida that's needed for the Tzibor, needed for the community. Is that clear? Yeah? Do, do we have any questions about that? Yeah? Is it, you're allowed to. But here's the Shaila. There's a Machlokas about the following concern. Ready? Is it Lechatchila? Like, it's totally mutter. Do we view it like Rav Tachlifa, Rav Huna's father, Rav Tachlifa says? So what if somebody drops dead? It's still fine. There's no problem. Is, the, the expression here is, is it hutra b'tzibur, from the word mutter? Totally fine. A person who's tame, go do the avayda. If it's a, ayla's tamid. Yeah, if it's a tamid, you're tame, so what? Go. Or, or, is it allowed, but it's dichoy? Yeah, dichoy. Israelis are very familiar with this word. The, the, the yeshiva oilam, right? The, uh, the yeshiva guys, they get a dichoy from the draft. All right? It's like a little bit, it's pushed off. It's not that you're out of the army. It's not like you're scot-free, you know? But you get a dichoy. Meaning, a kohen that's tamay is allowed to do the avayda, but it's really bidiyadar. It's really bidiyadar. Okay, it's not ideal. So there's two ways to view this. We know that a Kayan whose tummy is allowed to do the Avaida for a Tzibur. The question is, is it mutter? Totally no problem to do it. Or is it Bidiyavid? Okay, it's like, uh, 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 all right, if there's nobody else to do it, then do it. Let's read the Gemara. And the Gemara is going to tell us uh, what the nafkamina is going to be between these two viewpoints. So it's a very straightforward Gemara. Here we go. Itmar. And this will take us to the top of tomorrow's da. Itmar, we learned. Tumas Hames. If somebody is tummy through a dead body. Rav Nachman Amr, Rav Nachman says, a Kohen that's tummy, mace, hutrahi bitsibor, is totally mutter to do the avoda for the community. Totally mutter. No problem. Rav Shesha Samar, Rav Shesha says, no. Tuchuyahi bitsibor. 
you're allowed to do the avoida. You're allowed to, but it's not ideal. We prefer somebody else. Now, what are some pr- two practical differences? Ready? Here we go. Let's say you have a group of kaihanim from one family. Now, usually the way it worked is we know the kaihanim were broken up into different weeks, right? That they served in the Beis HaMikdash. And even within those weeks, each family within those groups got a day of the avoda, okay? So, if you have a family who's, we're just going to give an, I'll give an, uh, an example. Tuesday. We're from the family of Kahanim that work on Tuesday. And some of us are Tami Mace, and some of us are Tahar. So in such a case, everybody would agree, listen, your family's in the base of Mikdash, some of you are Tahar, some of you are Tami, Whoever's Tahar should be the one who brings the Karbanas. Right? That would be ideal. Tameyim layabdi, because you don't really need the Tame ones to do it. Kipligi. So where would there be a machlokas between whether it's a mutter to do the avoda, totally allowed, or whether it's what we'll call b'diyavah? In the following case, let's say the entire family that's supposed to work on Tuesday... They had a Levaya. They all became Tomei. So now here's the Shiloh. Do we have to start hacking a Chinik? Do we have to go Meshuga and start calling up the Thursday family and say, listen, you know, we happen to be Tomei right now. We're going to be Tahar tomorrow. Can you swap days with us? Do we have to start bothering people to start switching with the, the switching their days? So like this. Rav Nachman, Amar, Heter, Hebed, Zibur, Rav Nachman says you don't need to drive anybody nuts. If all of you, if all the Kahanim who are supposed to work on Tuesday are Tomei, it's, it's mutter, it's fine. You don't need to ask people to switch days. It's a communal offering. Go do it. Don't worry about it. Rav Sheshes, Amar, Rav Sheshes, who says it's only a dichoi, it's only b'dievet, he'll say, No, it's taka worthwhile. Yeah, it's only b'dievet to do the avayda when you're Tomei. If you could do it Thursday, go switch. Okay? That'll be one approach to, to the differences of opinion, whether it's the Chathila or Bediyev. Another option, Ikad Amri, what we call another Lashon, another way to understand the Machlekas is, ready? Even if you have the Tuesday family, some are Tamei, some are Tahar. Afilo Same family, some are Tamei Tuesday. Polig Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman is still going to say, the Yamar Avdi Nami Tameim Dechol Tomas Meis Betzibur Achman Nachman says, listen, if on Tuesday you have the Kohn family serving in the Beis Hamikdash, some people are Tamei, some are Tahar. Guess what? The Tamei Kaihanim can do the Avaida, no problem, no problem. I. What, isn't it better to have the Tahar ones do it? No, no, it's not better because it's it's uh, it's duchui, because it's a tzibur, and the laws of of uh, tamei mace being a problem does not apply whenever it's a tzibur offering. So that's what we call the lishnachrina. That's the other approach as to what a nafkamina would be. The differences would be between the opinions of Rav Nachman and Rev Sheshes. We'll hold it here for today, and Bezem will, tomorrow, we will, at 9.30, we will pick up from Omar Rev Sheshes, we're up to the second line, on Daf Zion Omar Aleph, 
and everybody should have a wonderful, wonderful week.